0: The Fantasy Six Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. (laughs) And AJ Applegar. It's Sinshu Chu. It's
1: a mouthful. Right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of fantasy six With me as usual, AJ Abergarth. What is up, man? Uh, my allergies
0: are are up. Um, <laughs> my fantasy uh, basketball brackets are not because uh, I have one that I filled out. And it's I mean, the, the one for our, our league. Actually, I use that same one for a work league, but that's it. Eh,
1: doesn't matter. As long as you're uh, playing along, it's, it's, it's fun, man. I know. Usually, you're in like fifteen of those things. I yeah. I Drop mean, a cool, I like grand on it or something. I don't even know what you do. You're no, crazy. Not that much. <laughs> I
0: win grand. Uh, liar. I did <laughs> the one year when I cashed in. I I hit just under a grand. I think I spent like. Like 160 bucks. So not yeah. bad.
1: Yeah. That's a that's a solid turnout. I like it. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm uh I don't think I've ever pulled down that kind of money, although I don't go into the highest, you know, the the big the big ones like you, but <clears throat> that is okay. Um anyway, on the show tonight, um, or for the show tonight, we're gonna be doing our NL West Preview getting you ready for the 2021 fantasy baseball season. It's our last division preview of the year. So uh if you haven't gotten if you haven't watched the other ones, uh go back and watch those. And, and while you're there, subscribe and follow us on YouTube or Periscope or wherever you're listening to us. I you know, iTunes and Spotify, etc. Uh, we appreciate your um <clears throat> support. Uh also want to remind everybody, uh, I just started playing on uh, underdog. Uh, it's a best ball site. It's pretty phenomenal. Actually. Um, you can actually uh, sign up and use promo code six pack all spelled out and uh, they'll give you your money back if you're not happy after a month. So, uh, you know, kind of trial Rory free, you know, figure it out, see what you like and what you don't like. And uh, go ahead and try that out there. Promo code six pack um let's bring in our guest first travis argo uh writer here for a fantasy six pack did the nl west preview on the site travis how you doing tonight man i'm doing
2: great guys it's great to be here to make my debut it's actually the first time i actually get to see your face and actually talk to you in person. Yeah, man. Usually on the Slack chat, I just see our fo- your photos. Like, right. AJ's got his with a drink. <laughs> you got yours with your little dad shirt on. So it's actually yeah, man. finally great to see. Hey, these are actually real people, not photos. <laughs> yeah. we, we move. We're anyway. not bots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's cool, man. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, <clears throat> and before we jump into our NL West preview, let's do our beer of the week. A- AJ, sound
0: effects. Mm, beer.
1: I, I got to get reminded to make that, that um, noise, but uh Travis, <laughs> <guess, laughs> guest of honor, you go ahead and let us know what you are drinking tonight, man.
2: Well, because this is a fancy <clears throat> night, I decided to bring out my old gentleman's Jack. It's Jack Daniels, but way better, and it's delicious.
1: <laughs> mm. hey. hey, we are an equal opportunity alcohol <laughs> show here, so uh no. Absolutely. No- we do not care if it's liquor, beer, wine, whatever, man. You you do you. Well, last um, night I
2: wiped out my beer reserve for St. Paddy's, uh, and I haven't changed from yeah, the right. grocery store, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all good, man. All right, AJ, what you got? All right,
0: well, I'm starting off with a uh, going dedicated to Going Rogue by Rogue Ales. It's their Out of Line uh, West Coast India a uh, Pale Ale. And it's a 6.9% gronk ABV. So uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty smooth actually. Um, I like it so far. So good uh, good choice. And uh, I'm used to going rogue, as I'm sure you are well aware of. So cheers to that.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> so I am drinking a brewery that I've had here many times. Other half and. <clears throat> It is a triple citra chroma, a 10 percenter. So I only have one tonight and it should do me, do me pretty well. Uh, it's a, it's a heavy beer because it's triple, but it's, it's smooth at the same time. It goes down pretty easy, which is scary because it's got all the citra hops in it. Uh, so, you know, but uh, I, I enjoyed this. I did give it a four and a half on, on, on tap. So it is good stuff. Nice. Cheers, gentlemen. All right, let's jump into the NL West here and first team, alphabetically, Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, not a lot of new additions to this team. Um, they got Soria, they got Tyler Clippard, uh, pretty much it. <laughs> so move on here to the depth oh. chart. Oh, uh, Cabrera.
2: Uh, Cabrera also signed. Uh, it's Dribble Cabrera, stuff. yeah. I, uh, just I mean, of... he's going to take up a spot. I get <laughs> he's it. He's yeah. a warm body. Yeah, oh yeah, I wasn't really
1: concerned with him. So, but I, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, if you're, uh, all
2: if right, a, if you're a Dalton Bar Show owner, I mean, you kind of care because he will keep you know Catal Marte of when Cole uh, Calhoun comes back. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're only a Bar Show owner if you're using him a catcher. I would hope, <laughs> Uh, you know. Even if he platoons in outfield and gets some catcher time, he's gonna be fine. Uh, but let's get to the 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 lineup here. Uh <clears throat> right now, obviously, because of the injury, uh, we're looking at David Peralta, Kettle Marte, Eduardo, Eduardo Escobar, Christian Walker, Josh Rojas, Carson Kelly, Dalton Varsho, and Nick Ahmad. Ahmed. Uh, starting lineup there. Obviously, when Calhoun comes back, that changes things a little bit. Starting rotation, we got Madison Baumgartner, Zach Galen, uh, Luke Weaver, Caleb Smith, and Merrill Kelly. Um, and yeah. AJ? All right. You about about you, man. It,
0: man. So, Mr. Zach Galifianakis. Uh, I'm sorry. Just kidding. <clears throat> sorry. That's me going. No, you're well, not. I got <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all. Um, (laughs) Zach Gallen has been pretty amazing in his first 152 innings of work. Granted, you know, is this streak of ERA under three sustainable, though?
2: Uh, A lot of the projections say no. They have him at a 360. I don't think he's going to be that bad. I think he'll be more in their 320s. And the reason why I say that is because He's got a great arsenal. You know, his fastball isn't even his best pitch, and he's usually throwing about, you know, 93 with his fastball. But his whiff percentage on his breaking stuff, on his off-speed stuff, is much higher than his fastball. So based on the fact that he can kind of get people out with other things, he's a, you know, jack of all trades, he'll have a low ERA. And also, if you consider the fact he's got a great ground ball rate too, there's no reason to believe he – can't do it if he pitches like 160 in- innings but I think he's more like 320 than the like 360 a lot of the projections have him at
0: yeah Joe what do you think about uh Galifianakis?
1: yeah I, I tend to agree with you I think he's better than the projections have um you know I, I think the projections are, are looking at his FIP and his ex-FIP and and you know getting kind of too caught up with all of that um those are those are good indications of how good a pitcher is but it doesn't always tell the whole story like he's a ground ball pitcher as you kind of mentioned and so his FIP and X FIP are going to be higher because you know the you know the expected run total and stuff like that is supposed is going to be higher because he's a you know he's a allowing a lot of contact but it's just not going anywhere because it, the defense behind him is pretty solid or, you know, or whatever. So, um, I think, I think he is a very, very good pitcher, somebody that I'm actually targeting in, in drafts. Um, cause I'm kind of going a lot with the, I may grab like one top end guy. I'm not going the double or even the triple. Like a lot of people are in the top 15. I'm kind of going outside of that. And, you know, he might be one of my first targets in a lot of leagues because I'm I'm pounding <laughs> I'm pounding hitting early because people aren't. And I'm getting such good value, and I feel like I can find good value in pitching later like a Zach Allen. So he's somebody I really like this year. Um, moving on here, though, Kettle Marte fully broke out in 2019. Really unexpected, honestly. 32 bombs, 329 average stumbled hard last year though. And, you know, we've said it many times, 2020 was 2020. So you take it for what it is. Right. But I mean, just two home runs, it was abysmal. What are we
2: realistically
1: expecting from him this season?
2: Somewhere in between his 2018 <laughs> and 2019. Like, I think he could hit 20 plus homers. I'm, i he actually kind of increased his hard hit percentage last mm. last year, despite not being able to hit home runs. The thing that plagued him was his ground mm. ball rate just shot up. So if he can adjust his mechanics a little bit and stop hitting the ground ball and just lean into that raw power he has, he'll be great. And I think fantasy owners are a little weary of him because they're afraid he's going to be the next Marcus Simeon where he'll explode for a year right. and he won't. Mm. So, but he's only like what 26 (laughs) years old, so
1: 27 and and seven, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. still it's prime. I mean, it's it should be fine, but yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, this is a guy you could see as a possible 2010 guy, you know, um, and and that's huge because stolen bases are, you know, as we've talked about, hard to come by, um. And you're not necessarily going after him for steals, but the fact that he's got the yeah. double-digit potential is is huge. And for me, it boosts his value. Um, I do like Marte. I think this is a a decent lineup. Um, he does have some protection around him, uh, but I agree. I think he's going to possibly be, uh, you know, somewhere between eighteen, nineteen. Hopefully, a little closer to nineteen, though. So.
2: And the- Um, one other thing I kind of want to point out in my notes is that last time the Arizona Diamondbacks were actually competitive in 2017, they were top 10 in stolen bases. So they want to get back to actually, I think they're delusional and think that they can compete, but if they want to actually try, they're going to have to start letting Marte run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Marte that kind of really calls out to me here is if you look at his Z swing, which is the percent of pitches is percent of pitches that he swings at inside the strike zone plummeted last year it went from 71.6 the year before and it's usually around like 65 68 to 60 percent last year so he just like wasn't swinging at good pitches last year it was very odd so you know we say he had a lot of ground balls and and things like that and that's probably why he's swinging at bad pitches (laughs) like i I don't know what he was doing uh so hopefully he gets back to being a little more aggressive because that Feels like that's what works better for him huh. so yeah
0: so speaking of aggressive let's talk about christian walker and his surprising 29 homers <clears throat> excuse me in uh 2019 is he a target for you later in drafts uh probably more as like a corner infield option
2: he is, since he's going around pick 200 uh, he's moving up in the lineup. He was batting fifth for the longest time last season, and when I think he was batting fifth mostly when he had 29 home runs. So the fact he's going to move up into the four spot, he's going to get more at bats. He's going to have more of the uh, RBIs production. And he, over the past two years, he is one of the bet has one of the best hard hit percentages among first basemen. Better than Fre- Freddie Freeman, better than Pete Alonso, and better than Luke Voigt, who, as we all know, can smash the crap out of some balls. <laughs> yeah. See, that didn't of, sound right, but <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely because the other uh, corner infielder options at that point in the draft are Gene Segura, past his prime; Justin Turner, way past his prime; Jared Walsh. I mean, he's a young guy you haven't quite seen. You could make the argument. He's
1: intriguing to me. I do. But, I do kind of like him, but yeah. I yeah see what you're saying.
2: Yeah. So, but give me the veteran who's shown that he's steadily improving.
1: Yeah, yeah. Christian Walker was a guy who I actually kind of liked when he was with the Orioles. Uh, they just never gave him a chance, no. and then they let him walk or they trade him. I forget exactly what it was, but still, it was just I don't know. And then as soon as he got his chance in 2019, it was like, oh, oh, guess what? He's actually good at baseball. And the thing about him, too, right, is a lot of these corner infielders you're going to go get late, or even a first baseman that you're going to get late. A lot of these guys, yeah, they might hit 30 bombs, 25, whatever. Um, they got the power, but they're usually like a huge drain on average that late. He's not. I mean, 259 in 2019. And then last year, granted, small, small sample size, but 271. Uh, so he's able to make good contact with the ball too. Like I said, his hard hit rates good. H. Hey, brought his K rate down last year. Uh, so I like him as a late target uh, as well. I, I've uh, <clears throat> have not gotten him yet in drafts, but it's just because it's kind of how my drafts fell. I wasn't targeting corner and field when I, when he came around.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, moving on here to the uh, Rocky mountain, high Colorado Rockies new to the team. CJ Cron, um, Bueller, okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, a guy who tends to only hit homers, going to a home run happy park, okay, well, maybe it's interesting, or maybe Game it's it CJ
1: Cron. <laughs> uh, hey, CJ Cron, that hit how many bombs for Tampa a couple of seasons ago? Uh, yeah, he yeah, yeah.
2: Five 30
1: yeah. in 2018 and then 29 or 25 in 2019 for d- Minnesota. Well, we can forget about last year, <laughs> he only played 13 games, so yeah. that doesn't count, but he still hit four bombs in 13 games. So, like, hello, <laughs> he was this on guy, pace. this guy. If he gets full playing time, I'm sorry, he's hitting 40 easily,
0: yeah but that's the problem. Will he get the full Yeah. Play
1: yeah who knows? Maybe, maybe a lot of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of a bodies there and non, non-roster
0: invite. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right. So the lineup here, we've got, uh, Rameo Tapia at the lead off. We've got Trevor story, Charlie Blackman, uh, Ryan McMahon, Mr. Cron in the five hole, Sam Hilliard, uh, Brendan Rogers at second, and Elias Diaz at catcher. And then the pitching, we've got Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, John Gray, Austin Gomber, and Antonio Senzatella.
1: Joe, right take on. it away. All right, we're going to start off here with Charlie Blackman. And, oh, boy, his 2020 <laughs> season was – uh was not good. Uh, ISO slugging dropped, hard hit rate dropped. His uh, WRC plus was that of a below average hitter. Speed's not there anymore. He's giving you a, a handful of s- steals at best. Uh, so that, you know, boosting his draft value is not there. I mean, it's going to be 35. Is he a fade for you this season? I'll personally tell you he is for me. I just am not drafting him as ADP, not even close. So
2: I feel so bad because I hate picking on the elderly. But yeah, he's definitely <laughs> the elderly, a fade. For damn, me.
1: he's younger than me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm 30, so yeah, he's still old. But no, uh, oh, no he is a fade for me because of what you showed. You know, his power has declined, his speed's not there. And when you look around who he's going around with, I'd like those options better. Tejasker, Hernandez, I right. know a lot of people hate him. Baseball to the point to where he's around Charlie Blackman. I mean, yeah, he'll, Hernandez will kill your average, but he might hit a way more home runs, and he's in a lot more exciting lineup.
1: He's gonna steal more bases too. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we yeah. got Conforto, Marte. I mean, he's more infielder, but he does have outfield eligibility in a lot of leagues. I mean. Right. I mean, there's guys there's yeah, I get you.
2: I would rather have the upside. I mean, I think Blackman's mostly just going to be a 20 plus, maybe a 20 plus home run hitter and he's going to help you with average and RBIs and RBIs because of story. I mean, that's where he's going to get most of that from.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I. I was a big Blackman fan for a long time and uh, finally owned him in, in almost every one of my leagues. And that year he sucked. He was just horrible. I don't know. I don't know. It was like two or three years ago. He just fell off the map for me, at least from what I'm used to with, with him. And I don't know, there were some injuries that slowed him up and whatever. It just wasn't good. So of course me being me, I soured on him and I haven't owned him since. Um, Yeah, these stats are very alarming to me. Everything that's there is not really something I want at that spot. Hell, I would almost rather go out and take Chapman because you know what you're getting out of Chapman. Ks and saves. Okay, cool. Two categories that I I need help in. I'll take it. I'll find RBIs somewhere else. I'll find three stolen bases from, you know... (laughs) Uh, somebody with two Anybody. left feet. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not that worried about it. Um, but, yeah, there's there's definitely other options that I see around Blackman that I'm, I would jump on easily. So jumping back into uh, Trevor's story here. So he himself has been one of the most elite players over the last two seasons. But now that Arenado's gone – do you think Story will still be as good as he's been?
2: I do, mostly because they're going to keep him where he's at in the lineup. He's still going to bat second. So all the stats that he's in control of, getting on base, home runs, stolen bases are not really going to affect him. And I know we kind of just poo-pooed Charlie Blackman, but he's still a decent enough hitter and average that will get him across the place to keep Story's runs maybe somewhere in like the mid-80s, his RBI. I mean, Tapia isn't too bad. He'll be able to keep him up maybe in the mid-70s in RBIs. So I don't think anything's really going to change for Trevor Story. And I have no idea where the Rockies are going to go if they're going to finally lift their embargo on no young players on the field and let these (laughs) young guys develop, or if they're going to continue to be like, we're old man country around here. So, because if they do that, they'll kind of show to Trevor Story that's like, hey, we're actually willing to commit to you. We weren't to Arenado. But there's a good chance that if you draft yeah. him, he could be traded to a way better situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It, I mean, I, yeah, it's funny you brought up the whole like they they don't guard your young players. I mean, they've screwed with their outfield for how many years? Like it's they've got they've had so much talent out there. They just let it like Dahl should have been on the field way earlier than he was, and then when he finally did, he just got injured. It was unfortunate, but uh, I mean, like it's year to year. His a guy,
0: muscles were so atrophied from sitting on the bench for so many years. Pretty much, he couldn't run out there. <laughs> and then you have you know away. the ghost of Dante Bichette. Out there outrunning him because he was old and he got the playing time.
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Everything. no, I, I'm I'm with you on the story, man. The story, uh, he's gonna be elite no matter what. I mean, the the home runs and the steals make him a first round talent alone. Like he, he may drop a little bit and runs in an RBI just because the lineup, you know, because, you know, missing Arenado is a huge piece to miss. So counting stats may suffer a little bit, but I don't think it's enough to knock him out of the elite category at all. You know, he's he's a potential 30-20 guy. Um, so I, I I like him a lot. Um, last guy here. <laughs> Had a tough time finding a third question for this team, honestly. Uh, what would Daniel Bard? I mean, Colorado pitchers... Don't fare too well, but hey, late saves can be very valuable. Is he somebody, you know, late in your draft? You're going, I, I've I've kind of let saves go. Maybe I'll just take a chance on Bard, who was good at the end of last year.
2: Technically, yeah, he is a late target <laughs> if I can't get somebody else around that area. Like I like Anthony Bass for Miami or even Yame Garcia from Miami. I'd rather take a shot at one of those guys. Maybe even Brian Garcia, even later if he wins the jobs for the uh, Tigers. But I'm just really worried because he got the starting jobs based off like ten good games last year, and the last time we saw him be any decent was ten years ago. So uh, there's kind of a big gap, you know. Back when he's with the Red Sox, he was getting like thirty plus holds. You know, not too bad, but he walks a ton. He's got really bad issues with walking batters, Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to make him lose that job quicker than him walking some batters.
1: Yeah, you you walk a guy, you're going to give up a home run real quick in Colorado and let up a ton of runs. So I feel you. I'm not, I'm not targeting him (laughs) in many drafts (laughs) at at all. I haven't, I haven't gotten him yet. So I've luckily covered saves enough before I have to be desperate enough to take a Daniel Bard. Yeah, I. I don't think
0: I will be drafting uh, a Daniel Bard this year unless somehow he can be the tiebreaker for throwing a baseball over the mountains over there. That Uncle Rico is still trying to throw a football <laughs> over. Um, speaking of Uncle Rico, again, can going, <laughs> going rogue here. <laughs> going going rogue here.
1: Between oh,
0: Uncle Rico and Al Bundy, who do you think? Has the better stories about their past football glory?
1: I mean, Al Bundy won a state Al championship. Bund- <laughs> Come on, man. That's true. And he got the pose. He had but, like six seasons worth of football stories,
0: I mean. But has he ever thrown a football over the mountains over there? And does he drive a fucking sweet ass van? No, he does not. Did he hit a kid on a bike. <laughs> Possibly. We don't know yet it's Possibly. possible yeah where do you think he got the pose from? oh jeez, all right, I digress
1: move on <laughs> no idea what's happening anymore Welcome <laughs> to the show travis uh, <laughs> all right, moving on to the dodgers um Boo. okay um I don't, I don't. are you a red sox fan? <laughs> oh no. that, was, that was that was bad that was a, that was a low blow um <laughs> the Dodgers new to the team, not much, but it was big Trevor Bauer. Um, what are we thinking about Trevor, one-eyed Trevor Bauer this year, man? Sorry, I got to call that out. That was funny <laughs> as hell. Threw his first inning in the spring with one eye open. Like, oh, that, this dude's a clown, <laughs>
2: but he's so oh, good so, at baseball. <laughs> see, I think that's a gangster move, man. Just like, you can't stop this. Look, I, I'll throw it behind my back next time. You can't do nothing.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he's going to like shot put it. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah.
0: Shot put 90 miles an hour. <laughs> Show you a fucking knuckleball?
2: <laughs> I mean, with Trevor Bauer signing with them, he's going to probably lead the Dodgers in ending pitches because they're going to have to kind of watch Bueller and Kershaw. Yeah. And it's just the rich get Witcher, man. Like They they didn't really need him. They had Tony Gons- – That's the thing that's really frustrating is Tony Gonsolin now gets pushed to the back, and we don't really oh, get oh, to Dustin, see – yeah, period. yeah. Get
1: uh, we get around. We were saying on this show, the the pitchers get dodgered on this team. <laughs> it, they they get fucked with, man. Like, I'm sorry to say, but like, it's like, oh, uh, he sneezed too hard. He's got to go on the IL for you know three weeks so that we can lower his innings by twenty so he's fresh in the playoffs. Like, they'll just do it to do it. They'll make something up, and you know not always the case but it seems like the case more often than not right i mean it's just i was a ryu owner when he was with the dodgers and that drove me absolutely bonkers man i was like come on he's healthy and goes to toronto and it's awesome (laughs) the whole season so yeah uh frustrating even if uh, you can dodge a wrench
0: in los angeles (laughs) you cannot dodge the 10-day il ever or the reference hitched uh, minimums
2: maximums this yes te- you can dodge them. this guy's got a all temperature right. roughly in the 90s he's got to go to the il now <laughs>
0: <Yep>. yeah <laughs> wait a minute all
2: right we got a uh
0: 96 roster Whoa. here you sir are <laughs> clearly cold get the hell out of here and go warm up all right uh, might be a patch right. of covid over there go run through that warm yourself back up Try not to get it, but get heated up. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little insensitive. Right.
1: Anyway. Should have told me All you were right. gonna talk a drink. Yeah, lineups, man. Um, so it's a good one. Obviously, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, you got good old Justin Turner, Max Muncie, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger. Whoa, wait, what? He's sixth. Jesus, when the hell did that happened? AJ Pollock and Gavin Lux. That's interesting. I actually need to look into that more. When the hell did that happened? That's got to be wrong. That's got to be Justin Turner in the six and Bellinger in the three, right? Or is it right, left, right, left, right, left, right? That's why they did it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Is that a right, left, left, left? And, but wouldn't you still, still silly. drop Muncie down? Seeger, somebody. Bellinger cannot be in the six hole. That's going to crush his value, in my opinion. Um, and then the starting rotation here: Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Walker Buehler, Julio Urias, David Price, and then obviously we mentioned a couple of the guys behind him: Gonsolin, May. They got they're loaded. Uh, you're going to see all of these guys in the rotation at some point. Just trust me on this; it, it's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> first question, AJ. Okay, so
0: after the hot start to his career, Mister Seeger. Obviously required Tommy John in 2018 and 2019. Not the best form either, but he clearly bounced back in a huge way in 2020. Uh, Hit 307, 358 with 558 uh, as his slash line. Finished with uh, a WRC plus. uh, I'd like to spell things out here of 152 do you believe Seager is back to being the superstar that we once saw, or should we worry about some regression again?
2: He's a superstar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not (laughs) because So one of the things I wanted to look at to see if there was actually going to be a regression was how he hit each different type of ball, fastball, breaking Mm -hmm. pitches, and the things. His ex-Wobas last year were crazy. 462 on fastballs, 433 on breaking, and 329 on off speeds. And his actual wobas for that were, let's see, against the fastball, 394, 369, and 305. So against off speed pitches, it was bad. So he's not hitting them well, but that's a much better increase from the 296 woba that he had against off speed pitches last year. So he even kind of underperformed last year when he was having all this increase in power. So Mm -hmm. those, that right there kind of shows me that he's going to keep continue to be the smasher that it is. And that's all the Seegers seem to do. That whole family is nothing, just a power hitters.
1: Yeah. The thing that I, I noticed with him is that, you know, his exit velocity went up went back to where, when he was good, his, uh, his uh his launch angle w- was good again, um so you know everything kind of his barrel rate was like double last season than what it had been in the past so maybe that comes down slightly, but yeah he he's back in there in the mix of one of the top shortstops in the game, um and he's just outside that like top tier mixed in with that second tier you can kind of interchange all of them I think, um you know th- the thing that kind of holds him back is he doesn't have the speed that some of those top tier guys that are gonna give you. So he, he's a good average power guy, a lot of RBI and runs because he's in a good lineup. Um, but, you know, you, you got to look for speed elsewhere with him. And that's the only reason why he drops out of that 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 first year, guys, for me.
0: So when the Seegers retire and, and move from California to the, the lovely hills of Idaho, like all Californians do, do you think that – Corey's kids are going to look like Napoleon and Kip when, you know, Uncle Kyle's telling them stories about hitting baseballs over mountains. No? Anybody? Walker Bueller? Anybody?
2: I think they're just going right. to train their kids and just be like, chop down all these trees in Idaho and build up those forearms.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to hit baseballs? That's how you do it. <clears throat> <laughs> chop me that bat over there,
1: boy. <clears throat> Man, you're full right, that's of rubber my, system That's my there. last Napoleon Dynamite reference. I, I think. No, it is not. <laughs> you lie. All right, moving on here. I want to touch on Max Muncie a little bit. You know, the last two full seasons of play, he's hit 35 home runs on the dot. Um, you know, 2019, he was one shy of a 200 run RBI run in RBI season. So, guy is gonna produce. It seems like ADP though is close to a hundred, which seems like a bargain. He's like the twelfth second baseman taken. I didn't didn't write. I know he's got multiple position eligibility. I didn't write down all of them, but um, yeah, yeah. first and third also. I mean, should he be drafted earlier, or are we legit concerned about the
2: one ninety two average from last season? I'm not really worried about the average because he's, <clears throat> sorry, no, over the past three seasons, he's decreased his strikeout rate. So that's going to help improve his average. Now, it's slightly, his walks kind of decreased too, but hopefully he can adjust that. He's going around like pick 100 right now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he's ever going to get back to the two, like the 55 average or the 260 average he had the two seasons before. So if you take in the fact that maybe he bounces back, has a two thirty, hits thirty home runs, and with he's going to have ex, you know counting stats are going to be really high, but that's about the same as Mike Mustakis, who you can get twenty picks later. So yeah, it's uh, like maybe you want the eligibility, but you know they're talking about moving Mustakis back to third. I have heard and that. all this, yeah, and I know there's in some leagues okay. he even qualify, like Mustakis because quali- on Yahoo they let you play a base one time you got the eligibility forever. So, yeah. He's yeah. So he's even like qualifying at first, second, and third in some drafts. Wow. So they're like literally the same player. You get him 20 picks later.
1: Yeah. I think to me, Max Muncy is a huge, is more of a best ball type player target for me because of the position eligibility. Granted, I want him at second base more than anything, but like having the third, the first and the third, just helps you with roster flexibility so much more. It lets you, you know, later in drafts kind of reach on somebody else. Maybe you wouldn't have or or whatever, um, just for upside because you've got that, that opportunity, um, to be, you know, be able to move Muncie around. But AJ, what do you think about Muncie? I like Muncie. I mean, I'm not too
0: worried about the average for where he is ADP. Um, I mean, I, there's plenty of better options there, but it is a trade-off and I do like to play the position eligibility game, especially in the leagues where I have the corner infielders and, and the, the, you know, middle infielder positions plus multiple utility, you know, it's just the flexibility on those random off days. And, I mean, we still don't know exactly how this season is going to play out with COVID still, you know, hanging around. So, you yeah, know, those last minute true. like moves, it's like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to put Muncie here every day. Like yeah, <laughs> That's literally much. the move every day. So <clears throat> I, I do like him. Um, I, I like the production. Again, the average doesn't really worry me that much. I mean, he he was hitting 263, 251 in his first two seasons in L.A. Um, you know, after just abysmal averages closer to last year when he was in Oakland. So I think that he can come back up with that. Um, and, and again, this is another powerful lineup. They're going to have to pitch to somebody. So I feel like he's going to end up getting <laughs> getting pitches thrown to him, and and I think he can do something with it. Last year, I, I'm not putting much stock in the last year for him at all. No, he's not going to have that
1: bad of an average, but it, I don't
0: think... No. It, it, just, I mean, just in general, his, his stats overall last year were not overly impressive, so... And the power was still there, but yeah, other than that.
1: It wasn't as good as years yeah. prior, but yeah. Yeah,
0: but I don't know, so... Moving into uh, Old Man River here, Mister Clayton Kershaw. I mean, the dude's still a great pitcher. His uh, his K nine, not not at the elite levels that it, that it used to be. But again, he's old. Uh, <laughs> he's got to rely more still on still younger than us, now. by the way. Yeah, what's that?
1: Still younger than us, by the way. But yeah,
0: he's got some mileage
1: on him. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's got more mileage on him than than most of the cars I've owned. So and I drive a lot. Uh, anyway, his biggest issue the last few seasons has clearly been his health. Missed time with back, shoulder pain. Wait, are we talking about Kershaw or or, or Mad Max? I'm I'm sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> um, they're
1: kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Basically the same guy, except one has two eyes that are the same color. Is Kershaw worth the risk at his ADP of 32?
2: I think he is. I mean, he had an 11 K-9 rate in the playoffs last season. The, we talked about it. The Dodgers are going to try to make sure he stays as healthy as possible. So hopefully, maybe if they do limit his innings a little bit, he'll be able to stay out there, avoid a two-week trip on the IL. Because if you look at where he's going around 32 – from pitchers nine to fifteen, there's questions about all of them. Max Scherzer, old guy, can he continue yeah. the power? Yeah. Luis Castile, home run threat, could crush your ERA. Jack Flaherty, which one's showing up? Two seventy five yeah. ERA or almost five ERA? you been watching ERA? all
1: of our shows. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about all of these. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Woodruff, two pitch pitcher. I mean, if he yeah. can't get him out with this fastball, he's screwed. I, there's questions yeah. in all of these early round. Guys, so give me the three-time uh, Cy Young winner and the five-time ERI title holder.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have trouble <laughs> taking him, and this is where because I'm not loading up on pitchers early. Like I, I'm, granted, I haven't had the opportunity to take a Grom or Cole because I've had either pick twelve or fifteen twice, <laughs> um, and then I had pick five in a in a best ball league into took trout um but you know i i haven't been at the end of the round i haven't been getting the bowers or the Coles or the darby or sorry beavers the bowers the darvishes the giolinos at the end i haven't been getting them on the turn i just i've passed on them i've been going after hitting hard and waited for that like probably next two tiers of pitchers before I can finally grab one. So Kershaw hasn't been there, but even if he if he was, I think I would pass on him and go after somebody who's just healthier. I do worry about, they're going to limit his innings. So that's going to limit strikeouts. It's going to limit wins. It's going to limit everything for him. Um, he's going to end up on the IL at some point because the Dodgers do their thing. Um, <clears throat> they're just going to be like, Oh, his shoulder is bothering him. Throw him in the IL for two weeks. That's what they're going to do. Um, it's smart for them baseball wise, but it sucks for fantasy owners. So I don't, I don't want him because of that. I will take a Woodruff over him. I will take a Snell over him. um, Things like that, or, you know, just pass on that group altogether there maybe, because as you said, there's a lot of question marks and maybe go after, you know, the the next group there, which is pretty solid itself. Um, So I, I just, I'm not a big fan of Kershaw, even at sort of a discount at this point. So,
0: All right, so let's move into the other whale's vagina of baseball and of the offseason because it just sucked everything into it, and, um, you know, it's going to be making World Series babies soon. So new to the team, we've got you, Darvish. We've got Blake Snell. We've got Joe Musgrove. Whoa, wait a minute. I mean, oh, here we go. uh, (laughs) Let's just. I like his
1: first name. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh. They also have Mike Clevenger, who's on the IL. But uh, I mean, this is this is ridiculous. I I mean, let's let's discuss this massive uh, overhaul here. We'll call it in a nice term for once of this pitching staff. What do you think of all of these ads?
2: They needed to do it desperately. Hold on. Sorry about that, guys. They needed to do it because the Los Angeles Dodgers have owned this division for the past couple of years. They're the Harlem Globetrotters, and the rest of it are the Washington Generals. You (laughs) hope Maybe they'll win one. And I think this also goes to the fact that when Machado signed there a couple of seasons ago, they kind of promised him they were going to build a winner. And they've been able to do it. They've rehauled this whole pitching staff without even having to give up uh, McKenzie Gore, the number it's one phenomenal. pitching prospect that is so in Pittsburgh. How's that happen? I- <laughs> it's
1: unbelievable. They, they dodged him.
0: He's off limits. He's He's uh, got a toenail that's hanging out with a hangnail on his hand. And uh, he's, he, no, you don't want any of that. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, they, they just desperately needed to do this just to be competitive. And now they've got. Young guys, Tatis is wrapped up for the future. They're set, man.
1: Yeah, this seems loaded, man. I I love this rehaul that they did. Darvish is, you know, looking like Darvish of old. I like Snell a lot. Musgrove is kind of an under-the-radar guy who, you know, sneaky good. You know, not going to blow you away, but, you know, he's good. It's kind of – like, it would be something crazy, like, if Clevenger was actually healthy this year, like, and Paddock would be their fifth. <laughs> it's just so nuts. Uh, but anyway, AJ, I'll let you finish All here, man.
0: All right. So, I uh, also brought in uh, utility man uh, Seong Kim and Victor Caratini uh, to play catcher. So the projected lineup here for the San Diego Fathers: we've got Trent Grisham, Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado. Let's see him behind Manny. me. Manny should have Kicking worn my, my Manny shit jersey. Out of. I What's his
1: face. Well, I'm thinking about it. Yeah,
0: I know. I don't. I don't even know where the hell mine is. It's still packed somewhere. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? Never mind. That's probably right in front of me. Yep, it is. I'm an idiot. Um. <laughs> I have a tote in, in the office here with all of my like usual suspect shirts that I wear on the show. And I have a couple of my jerseys nicely folded in there. All right. Anyway, uh, Machado, we got Eric Hosmer, uh, Tommy Pham, <laughs> Will Myers, <laughs> Jake Cronenworth. Tell us how you feel, man. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Caratini. And then uh I oh wait, we've already talked about the entire pitching staff except for uh Paddock at the four and Adrian Morijan at the five for now. Yeah. Also now. have <laughs> Pomerance who might get a couple of random like
1: probably bring up
0: Gort some point or whatever. Or at uh, least everybody hopes. <laughs> Emilio Pagan. He's played in that role of starter. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with this. Team. All right.
1: So we've talked about Chris Paddock a couple of times already, but let's let's do the first question about him. He was a hot commodity. Come the 2020 drafts, like mid March, early March, late you know mid March draft time. Like he was, everybody wanted this guy, especially in dynasty leagues. Uh, you know, he had a stellar rookie season, couple hiccups, but like overall, super good rookie season. Man, but he, he disappointed big time last season. Kind of, you know, the, the limelight was on the was on him and 4.73 ERA is FIP says it should have been even worse. So not good. Um you yeah, know, he's at best right now the number three starter if you want to slot him ahead of Musgrove, but I think they're probably gonna make him the four. As you know, especially fangrats, roto roster, roster resource, uh, said there, you know, without the spotlight being on him, can he kind of go back to being the pitcher that he was in 2019 or just nah, you're off this guy?
2: I'm off him. He doesn't have a third pitch. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got his fastball in the changeup and he throws a curveball every once in a while. But if you look at his spray chart for that, it's always coming across the plate at chest level. Curveballs are in the <laughs> dirt, man. So what are you doing starting up at the head and then it sinks down at chest <laughs> level? Like that's crazy. Until he learns to control a curveball and throw it a little bit more, I'm out on him. It's they caught on. Yes, he's got good movement on his fastball, but he was still he got jacked up last season. And until he develops more of an arsenal, I'm I'm out on him.
0: Yeah, I think I'm out on him as well. I have Dynasty, I might be okay just trying to hold him, um, but I'd, I'd be fine letting him go, too, if there was someone else that really you know, had their pants wet over him. I'd, I'd be all over trying to, to unload him for some value. Um, he's not going to be doing much for you. And until he can figure out more pitches and more innings, then he's not worth it. So, all right, Tommy Pham, uh, disastrous, disastrous 2020 uh, after going 20 and 20, two of the last three seasons at eh, 2015, the one is, is the one that he missed. So he, he was still right there. <laughs> very, very consistent, which is uh, something we always look for in fantasy sports. Can we expect a bounce back from him or, you know, is this offense just <clears throat> not loaded enough? Oh, wait, just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he's definitely a bounce back category. So the thing that play, I found that played Tommy Pham was that he f- couldn't hit fastballs anymore. His WOBA against fastballs was 284. And his, normally in his career, he hits 423. So that is a real big, significant <laughs> dip against fastballs so and he was fine hitting off speed and breaking pitches so if he can learn how to hit the fastball again like he's done throughout his career he's gonna be fine he's gonna be a 2020 guy
1: yeah i've been i've been he's a huge target of mine his his draft value is is phenomenal um he you know, I, I kind of I kind of forget about him when I go in drafts, and then all of a sudden, like I'm looking at like my third outfielder, and I'm like, oh wait, Tommy Fam, yes, click, and uh, it's just like an automatic man. Like, I, you know, you're gonna get some steals, you're gonna get power. The power is not gonna be phenomenal, but hopefully, you know, you load it up with some power early, uh, and you know, if you if you had to sacrifice some steals early to get some of that power, then He's the perfect guy for you, so I, I, I like him a lot. This lineup is loaded, as we've you know obviously mentioned before. I, I don't. I'm just kind of brushing, brushing 2020 under the rug. You'd be like, eh, we're just gonna forget about that. Um, I mean, his K rate went back up from you know, granted it had been high in years past, but you know, he kind <clears> of <throat> fixed that in 2019. When he went 20 and 25, so I, I'm thinking he hopefully he goes back to having an under 20k rate again. Um, there, so yeah, I, I'm a big Tommy fan fan this year. Yeah, just did that. All right, um, Not speaking of loaded offense, of
2: <laughs> okay. Well, one more so point net, I wanted to make on fam, really sure. Quick. You absolutely. know who's going ahead of them. Byron Buxton. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> like, we've already talked about Byron Buxton. You have watched all our shows. <laughs> on. What the hell? Thanks. You're the biggest fan we've got. <laughs> yeah, Byron Buxton is a like big oh, God. to all of us Why? here. Like, I don't get it. I never have gotten the buy like maybe the first year I was like, Yeah, all right, fine, I get it. Buxton's, a, you know, young guy, he should be good. No, dude, it's been <clears> like five <throat> years of the same shit with this guy. Like, just stop. <laughs> Never again am I drafting this guy. He's going to prove me or wrong keep once. Keep it up because know. everybody
0: else other than us still loves you. So please keep filling their <laughs> draft boards and leave oh, mine free. For one Tommy or two
1: in your, there's always one or two in your drafts. that are like, oh, Byron Buckley. Yeah. And you're like, I'm like, thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, My board anymore. He's the prototypical.
0: Oh, comparison of the fantasy football commercial where the guy can't even say tj how's your mazzini's M- did that guy championship no dumbass <laughs> you just yeah, picked right? byron buxton he's going to be a championship bench rider for you because he's going to be injured the whole fucking
1: he'll <laughs> be riding your il yeah no kidding I. all right let's move on here fernando tatis jr Flat out stud, elite player, one of the best in the game. I mean, much to say about this guy. You know, hasn't already been said, but I always like to ask this with these top guys because they're they're all kind of lumped together. Is he worth the number one pick over somebody like Acuna, Betts, and Soto? Those are the you know those are the four. Would you take Tatis number one, or would you take one of these other guys
2: instead? So. And when you make this decision, they're all going to produce pretty much the same stats, 30-plus homers, (laughs) 20-plus runs. Average is going to be about 280s. Runs and RBIs are all going to be out the same. So the only real argument for Tatis is, number one, is it's going to be so fun to watch him this year. He's a big personality. He's got that swagger. He's in a great lineup. He's going to be in a lot of good games. So, yeah, I would take him just because I want to root for my fantasy team. I want it to have fun. Come I know on. this seems weird because like bets, you know what you're getting with bets. And I know Akuna is only like 23 years old, but he feels like he's kind of like old washed up news. Like, yeah, we know what we're getting with him. <laughs> yeah, it's <Just> boring. <laughs> Soto. Oh, he's got a crisp back swing. I mean, it's just pretty. It always cracks when he hits it. And Tati, like I said, with Tati, he's just, he's the same way. Got a nice swing. Give me those young guys who are just exciting. Cause they're new. Give me those bat flips. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We need some new uh we need some new new Joey bats. I'm an Acuna through.
1: guy because I think the steals he's gonna give you over the other ones are just that much more like Acuna is literally like a forty forty potential guy. So I'm a I'm an Acuna guy, but I feel you with yeah, they're they're all phenomenal. So hard to go it's hard to pick but i'm an acuna guy all right AJ, what do you what do you got
0: well if i were a disney fan i'd probably be naming my team acuna machado this year um but i i uh, not your best. average kills it for me <laughs> for acuna um i, I think, I think I would, he
1: bounces back i don't think he's this bad
0: but i don't think he's that bad either but He's not the bets. Uh, yeah, I it, for me it's it's bets Tatis, you know bat flip, mm-hmm. um in the shape of a coin, uh
1: then Acuna, then Soto probably. Interesting. I mean, I've I've seen everybody go all over the place. I've seen Grom go number one. Like people love the pitching this year. They want their stud. I've seen him go number one, and you know I honestly I have no issues with it. I get it. Um, you know you need those innings eaters you gonna get go you gonna need this case. We're still gonna see tons of guy ton of guys go four to five innings just because they have to we're gonna see a ton of six man rotations, so you get a grom and a Cole who can go seven eight every time they're on the mound. that's gonna be super valuable, so I get it um it's just not something I'm doing um, yeah. so anyway. We're going to cheat. We're going to ask you one more question about the Padres. We have not done this before. We've done three for every team, (laughs) but we'll see how we make up for it later. (laughs) All right. So we're, we're we're stealing a question
0: from the giants to ask another one for the Padres. So we'll get your thoughts on that whole thing later. Um, But what do you make of the second base competition here between Cronenworth and, Kim and Jerks and Profar.
2: They're like the Patriots backfield. They're all gonna be productive. You just don't know when. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> like Cronenworth right now is actually hitting well in spring training. He's mm-hmm. had a double, a triple. He's actually walking more and than what he's striking out. Kim is striking out a ton and isn't making much contact. Profar is just pro. Far. He's a super utility guy that's yeah. probably going to be playing in most games every week because he's going to be helping people rest. So
1: he can go to the outfield ha- too. Yeah,
2: yeah. If you asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have said Kim, hands down. Now, because of spring training, I'm starting to lean more towards Cronin Worth. And I think at this point in the draft, because they're going like right next to each other in drafts. Yeah. So it yeah. kind of depends. At that point, if you're looking for more a steady floor, you want to make sure you're getting what you're you pay at that position, I would go Cronenworth. But if you're looking for more of an upside play, I'd go Kim. And, I mean, Profar, he's a late steal in the 300.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really on Profar. I I got you there. I have avoided this for the most part. In my best ball league, Slam, I took Cronenworth because he's got the position eligibility – and he fell. He fell hard. I took him like 80 picks later than his ADP. It was crazy. I was like, all right, fine. I will finally fall on the grenade that is Croninworth. Like, it's not that bad, guys. Um, it was just crazy. So I, I finally did it, but I, I mean I get the concern that we don't know what the playing time's gonna be. He was good, but he wasn't like spectacular last year like the stats weren't really crazy like off the charts like it was just sort of like all right I mean, he's solid but they br- and then when you bring in a guy like Kim who was amazing obviously the KBO but you know 30 30 guy but he's not doing that but i mean if Kim could get legit playing time i said it in my in my um underrated infielders uh article that i wrote you know 30 weeks ago now uh <clears throat> I said Kim could be a 15-15 guy. Um, but obviously, you know, as you've mentioned the spring training concerns and so I'm a little a little off of that now cuz I'm not sure the playing time's going to be there as much as I thought, but you know, I, I thought for sure, you know, they would figure out a way to get this guy on the field. And maybe they still do. You know, maybe they throw Kim in the outfield. I've heard rumors about that as well. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh Kim can play shortstop as well. Um, not that they're, not that they're putting, yeah. you know, taking Tati's off the field for Kim, but you know, I mean, Tati's gonna have to spot. miss a game here and there. So, uh, it, that's a pos- another possibility for him. So, uh, I'm on Cronenworth if I had to, if I had to pick somebody, but I, I really just don't like having to choose from these guys, honestly. So. Um, let's move on here to our last team of the division and our last team that we're talking about before the season starts, and it is the San Francisco Giants. A lot of moves, nothing really exciting, unfortunately. Tommy Stella, Jake McGee, Anthony Desclafini, Aaron Sanchez, and then Alex Wood, sort of interesting, but on the aisle. So. Um Wait, a former Dodger pitcher on the IL <laughs> get the hell out of here you, man. You mean you mean Alex Wood on the IL. That guy was well, actually yeah, like, legit on too. the IL. I don't know about the rest of the guys that go on the IL yeah, They the might the as Dodgers, well just call it the was. AW. Yeah oh, man. You're on fire tonight half the time. <laughs> You're <laughs> um, welcome. Yeah, the uh the starting roster here, we got Tommy Lestella starting off. Mike Yastrzemski, Donovan Solano, Alex Dickerson, Buster Posey, Evan Ligoria, Brandon Crawford, and Mauricio Dubon. Um, this probably is the oldest team in the major leagues. The only player under 30 is Dubon. So, yeah, this isn't going to be good. Uh, starting pitching, Kevin Gosman. Johnny Cueto, Anthony Desclafini, Logan Webb, and Aaron Sanchez, and closer possibly Jake McGee. I suppose uh, we don't really know. We're gonna pass on that one too. So, all right, first question, AG.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's just roll right into it here. What do we think about Alex Wood? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, sorry, I had to move my thing. So, Mike Yastrzemski seems to be kind of the lone bright spot in this lineup. Uh, he was on pace last season for 30 homers. Projections have him in around 25 this year. Never really displayed this type of power in the minors, though. Uh, I mean, are you buying into this? Is, this? is this for real, or will he just go back to simply being a, a contact hitter?
2: So far, there isn't. Anything to show that it, hit, it won't. His exit velocity has stayed the same. His hard hits the same. Barrel percentage is pretty much the same. It's just slightly increased. I look back at like to see if like maybe his ground ball or fly ball rates are different from the minor leagues. They're pretty much the same. I wish Fangrass would tell us like their hard ball contact rate because that's the only one I can't see to compare to his minor leagues. Oh,
1: right. Minor league. Yeah.
2: Yeah, with the minor leagues, they don't have that, so it's kind of hard to see if he was actually still getting that swing to get the hard contact. So it could just be one of those things that once he got called up to the majors, they were able to fine-tune his approach, and off he went. I I mean, I really like him to be a 20 – he'll hit 20 home runs and possibly even more than that. And Like you said, he's the lone spot in this lineup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not (sighs) – He's not somebody I'm targeting super high because uh, I think the, <laughs> the counting stats are going to be tough to come by compared to some of the other players, you know, possibly going around him, but he's, he's a solid hitter. Um, I, I got him super late last year in a, in the Raslam and uh he was one of the big contributors of my team that led me to win my division. So it was uh, a huge steal. And, but, you know, again, he, you know, yeah, I really wish you could see the minor leagues. I was looking for the exact same thing you were. It was funny. I was like, oh, let me go look. Let me go do my own research and figure this out. And I'm like, damn, man, I just don't give the minor league stats. I'm like, there's, this has to be out there somewhere. <laughs> I just literally have no idea where to find it. So, um, again it's just there, there's some guys going around him that I could see myself taking over him you know you got the Eddie Rosario's you know you got you know this is also a range where I really like to grab some of these pitchers um, so there's Charlie Morton huge fan of his you know we, we've we got you know if, if you kind of missed on that first elite tier of closers you've got Kenley Jansen who's yeah, you know he's falling, but he's going to get saves. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This guy's going to still be it. So you know that's the category that counts. So there's just some guys there that I think I'm taking over him because I've probably loaded up on at least two outfielders before I have to get to him. But he's a good safe option. I think the power. The, I I'm with you. I think the power is here to stay. I, I don't see anything that tells me otherwise. It, it's again. I thought the same thing. It was just like, maybe he just, fig- that happens. Maybe he just figures it out once he gets to the pros, which is odd, but sure. <laughs> yeah. It, we've seen it happen before.
0: So I do have minor league stats up here for him. Um,
1: Hard hit eh. rate.
0: Uh no, I don't know. No, that's not have talking. Good, we're talking about those like metrics. Good metrics stats. Yeah, have.
1: we have right. the minor league stats. I want the I want like the hard hit rate and God, that kind okay. of stuff. That mm-hmm. I want to see how he hit the ball. Not I don't care about home runs and stuff because he wasn't getting the home runs in the minors. That was the thing. So he came up and everybody's like, Well, he's not he's not his dad, he's not his, you know, whoever. And it's just kind of like all right, and then it was like, whoa, wait a minute! He he's crushing the ball all of a sudden. Like, all right, let's let's pay more attention to him. So, um, anyway, let's move on here to the last question of the night, and it's about Kevin Gosman. I mean, this guy has been up here, down here, up here, down here, up here, down here. Like, he moves all from Baltimore first off, and he was lights out for Atlanta. It was great, and then he goes to Cincy and sucks. And then he goes to San Francisco, and was like, "Oh, hey, I, actually, I I can I can throw two more strikeouts an inning, like, or, or 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 a game. Like, wait, what? Where'd that come from? He upped his strikeout rate by like two, almost three, um, up to eleven point nine two last year. His ERA was three point six two, and his FIP as were actually better than what his ERA was. Uh, I mean." I don't know. I have a hard time trusting Kevin Gaussman, probably because I'm an Orioles fan, and I've just seen him just get crushed too many times. But if you believe in this guy, convince
2: me that I need to buy him in drafts. Well, let me try to entice you. Okay.
1: <laughs> got the, Giants, you got me.
2: Uh, the Giants have here recently been able to find a way to find these pitchers who are on the way down, fine tune them and make them halfway decent for a while. So I think that's, what's kind of happened with the gas man. And <laughs> he's, he's got a pretty, you know, a 10, 12 K nine rate over the past two seasons. That was better than Jack Flaherty, Walker Bueller, Zach Gallen, Aaron Nola. I mean, those are first, those are early round guys that you're getting and you're getting him. Like what pick one-third, oh, like in 140s. Yeah. yeah, it's much later. <laughs> See, I unlike you, Joe, I am one of the guys that's kind of targeting uh pitching early. So if I get uh the gas man as my third pitcher, I'm ecstatic because now I've got all those strikeouts. Yeah, he's probably gonna hurt my ERA a little bit, but whatever. The what the trade-off that I get for the strikeouts makes it so much worth it.
1: Yeah, I mean at that point you're not if he can go in the mid threes or even the high threes, you've probably paired him up with a couple of guys that are going to, if you go early, you're probably hopefully pairing yeah. him up with a couple of guys that are going to go high twos, if not lower. And so, yeah, how much is that really hurting? And you're going to get at least numbers if he can keep it up, I don't know. I just, I'm just biased, man. Like AJ, like you and I watched him for years here and it's just crushing. Of course. I mean, Camden yards does that to everybody. It feels like, so it's, maybe i yeah. should
0: i mean i think he's definitely in <clears throat> more of a pitcher's park there um yes i mean which isn't really hard to do coming from camden yards uh but uh, i don't know I, I he's he's intriguing to me but i still don't know if i can pull the trigger and and go against my bias um but we'll see i i mean, I mean it he could be one of those guys that honestly in, in one of the leagues I'm in, he, he might not even get drafted.
1: Uh um, no, that's not,
0: no, like that's not gonna happen like, like,
1: dude. It, no, it there's no happen. there's no way. There's no way. It could it. happen.
0: It is a one-man team that I am running, and uh <laughs> I don't know. I'm up in the air on him, So <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. AJ, of course, AJ of course he's wins gonna get drafted. his money back every year. Jesus. All right. So so here's the thing that I'm noticing with Kevin Gossman. I'm looking at pitch type info. Last year, he threw his change up 12%, almost 13% of the time. And that was a drastic increase. I mean, he's never thrown it above 7%, which was his rookie season. Um, other than that, it was been lower than four. And then we're at twos and almost nothing. So like... He brought back his changeup last season and obviously made a drastic difference. Um, so, I mean, I mean, maybe there's just something to that. I mean like that. And that's what I, now that I'm seeing that, like maybe there is a little bit of like, all right, maybe I should start paying more attention to him. Cause like when you see the, the improvement in a pitcher or a player in general, you want to see what changed. And if something's different and they made an adjustment, then, okay, fine. Maybe you can buy in a little bit more. Um, so, and I got to look a little bit more into the changeup pitch. I haven't, unfortunately, but that is something to pay attention to. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little. Uh,
2: I got I've one more hurt. thing to try I've to entice hurt. you. I've been hurt
1: in the past by Gosman before. So, so,
2: over the past two seasons, 67% of his pitches have gone for strikes, only 17% of his pitches have actually been put into play. So, nobody, they're not hitting them. All right. So, I'm, that's interesting he, because he's got he some had, stuff. That's
1: interesting because two years ago, we had a 5.72 ERA. So, you're saying only 17% of it weren't put into play? What are they all yeah, home run for runs?
2: the past two years? Lord. <laughs> like God hitting, sakes. Yeah. He,
1: of course. Oh, oh bad. man. He had, a hor- he had a horrible bad of 344 in 2018. Oof. So, like, or in 2019, he was every hit was just in play. That's crazy. Um, that's, that's really high. So, yeah, I don't know. I I've been sort of off of him. Maybe I got a readjustment strategy for the last <laughs> couple of I've got here. So all right, man, last thing we do is our standings projection predictions for the, uh, for the division here. So we'll let you go first. What do you got?
2: I got the Dodgers winning it again. I, uh, the Padres are going to make it close, but they're just, Still too good and still have a plethora of everything. Hitters, pitchers. I mean, their bullpen could go like eight man deep. Like it's just it's ridiculous. Then I got the Padres. And then I have the Giants. I know, like, it seems like doom doom and gloom, but and I'm not a Giants fan. This is my wife's hat. She forced me to wear it tonight. <laughs> so, you no, know, I want to sleep in my. I'm a Brewers fan, but I want to sleep in my bed tonight. So she's like, "You're going on the podcast. Nice. You wear this hat and show people." Love it. So love it. <laughs> I want to sleep in my bed. I'll go Giants because I think they'll be a little bit improved, and you know some of their pitchers step up. I like Logan Webb. I th- I think he'll be pretty interesting if he can get the innings and stuff. Then I got the Diamondbacks. Well, I'm. It's probably going to be a you know a fight between the Giants and Diamondbacks for third place, and then the Rockies because who the hell knows what they're doing, like,
0: right? AJ, where are you going? I'm going Padres first, man. They they have thought way about too it. much pitching to back up this powerful offense. Now it's going to be tight, but I think it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm the matchups between them and LA and they're going to have one or two more wins, you know, against each other uh, in my opinion. So I'm going Padres Dodgers. um, I'm going to go Rockies. Fuck it. Why not? I don't know too many home runs Uh, and the ghost of Dante Bichette. So why not? Um, (laughs) Giants And I think the D backs are just going to (laughs) suck. So why not last place?
1: (laughs) So I'm going Dodgers. I think I like what the Padres have done. I think they're going to get really close. Like Travis said, but the Dodgers have so much more pitching depth. They're going to, you know, they're going to keep some guys fresh. They got to pull up Dustin May. They're going to pull up Gonsolin and whoever else, and they're just going to fill in the rotation while some guys sit for a couple of weeks. Uh, The Padres don't have that luxury except with Gore. Um, So uh, Dodgers one Padres two. I'm going Diamondbacks three Rockies four, although it's a dude. Three, four, five are all bottom feeders to me. Like it doesn't really matter. Diamondbacks, Rockies, Giants. I just think the Giants. Like after Gosman, and Gosman is not a sexy pitcher for me. Obviously, but, like I, I just don't see their other pitchers getting more than like two, three wins. Like it's just uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> have Have you seen him in a Gimp
1: mask? Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Travis. <laughs> oh, Travis. Um, uh, all right, that's it, man, for the show. I want to uh, thank you for coming on and uh, hanging out with us tonight and talking some NL West with us. Let's sorry, uh, before that... before you go, let's uh, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and what you, what you got going on.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Argo Travis. I forgot to put it in the headline here. It's all good. Um. I don't know. I don't hope you don't mind if I plug no, my no. podcast No, no. Plug here. whatever yeah. you plug, yeah. man. Uh, Major Balls and Glory Holes. We are a sports comedy <laughs> podcast. It's mostly just dick jokes with sports sprinkled in here and there. So you're <clears> bringing <throat>
1: AJ on. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apparently, yes.
2: Now than that, you catch me at the website. I do a weekly DFS that comes out on Wednesdays, and I'm also going to be in charge of the closer ch- chart this year. So I'm going to be helping you guys get through the madness that is gonna be closers. It it's already starting. There's a bunch of guys already out and
1: Hunter I'm Harvey right Yeah, I'm so bad at him. Like geez. <laughs> right I, needed, I, I needed I you needed know. his ten steals or his ten saves. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> oh. all right, man. Well that's uh it's a good show man. Appreciate you coming on again. And um, yeah check out his stuff on the on the site fantasy six pack guys. So uh have a good night Travis. We will uh we will talk to you later. All right, thanks all right. for having me on, guys. Take it easy. All right, AJ. Um, that's all I've got for the show. You want to, uh, I mean, you've been on fire tonight, man. You, I feel like you have something else in. in... I probably do. I probably do. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Let me dig into
0: gonna... the doldrums here.
1: I don't know. Let's see what I what can find. What did I, what did I allow here? I don't, no, I'm good. No, I'm we're good. good. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it for the uh, for the previews. Again, as I mentioned, go ahead and check all of them out. You find them on YouTube, Periscope, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. So uh, go check those out. Next week, we are going to be doing a uh, – we're going to have Kirkland Kirkland on um, doing some late – season adp risers fallers, spring training battles talk and stuff like that he does some great work and following all of that so we're gonna have him on that's gonna be a good show and um yeah make sure you check it out next thursday so that's all i got have a good night folks peace